Hey flower lovers, Alexa here with the Flowers on Fire podcast, where I talk about life as a florist and other passionate things. Hello, flower lovers, and welcome to another episode of the Flowers on Fire podcast. Today, I'm going to talk about something that isn't really floral related, but just related to my life, like my personal life. On this platform, um, I want to just kind of intermix like my life as a florist, floral design stuff, and then just life stuff. Um, I feel like in the last couple of years, I've really gone through some things that have really impacted the quality of my life. And I can honestly say I have never been happier and never been vibing at a more beautiful vibration, have never just felt like successful and confident and all the beautiful things that you can desire. I feel like that I am achieving. And I'm going to talk about something that is kind of taboo, um, especially in Utah, because um, let's just say that <laughs> it's not really legal. So that's the tabooness of it. Uh, but I'm going to share the story of how psychedelics have literally saved my life. I know it sounds like so dramatic, right? But they really have. My quality of life has never been better. And I'm going to dive into something that only like my close friends and family know. Um, I just am so passionate about this because like they've actually saved my life and I just want to share it to the whole world. And I just want to share it with you guys first, because if you listen to this podcast regular, regularly, then you are my friends and family. So here we go. So back in 2020, um, life was hard for all of us, right? Life was just so new and unknown and especially for business owners and as a business that got 85% of her income from weddings and events, um, it was a scary time. Like I also was newly divorced and was all alone and, um, really had a lot of healing to do, really had a lot of self-reflection at that time. Um, self-love was a huge one that I needed at that time. I actually started going to therapy. I went to therapy for an entire year and just learned all the tools that nobody teaches you on getting to know yourself, uh, understanding emotions, understanding you know, values, understanding like who you are as a person, uh, boundaries, relationship dynamics, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. It was such a great like time for my like connection with myself. And it was such a great opportunity, like in my loneliness and in my, you know, um, like stress and anxiety of not knowing what was going to happen to my life uh, financially to my career, to my living situation, to like every aspect of my life. Um, it was really, really great looking back, but at the time it was really fucking hard. And also during that time, I developed psychogenic non-epileptic seizures. So 
For those who don't know what PNES is, um, it's essentially like an exaggerated panic attack where your body shuts off and goes into a full-on epileptic seizure. Um, Some people, they just like kind of black out and blank out and like stare out into space. There's different types of seizures out there. Mine was the other kind where you black out, you shake, you bite your tongue, you stop breathing, uh, et cetera, et cetera. And it was really scary. Honestly, if you or you know someone who suffers from seizures, like my heart goes out to you because it is such a scary thing. Um, sorry, it makes me emotional to think about because I think of like children that go through it and I think of, you know, I was lucky with the amount that I had. It would be like anywhere from a week apart to a month apart, sometimes you know, it would be two months apart that I'd have them. Um, But it is a wild thing to have your body just like do its own thing and you have zero control. Like when the symptoms would come on, it was like, I just knew it was going to develop into a whole seizure. And it was like nothing I could do. You know, I'd get this like metallic taste in my mouth. I would get blurred vision. I could feel myself starting to like shake uncontrollably and like my head would turn to one side and I would just twitch like crazy. Um, The first time this happened to me was at the rec center I was working out at at the time and it was totally triggered by um, like an elevated heart rate. So I was in a kickboxing class at the rec center and um I like full blown seizure. Like I just blacked out. I was working on a bag with this other girl in the class and I loved the environment. I loved my teacher. I loved my class that I went to. I I attended it regularly. I think just like the elevated heart rate and like actually punching through some of the trauma I was experiencing, like from the past and things digging up, it just like was this combination to, um, have a, a whole episode. So I woke up on the stretcher, they called an ambulance. And then I remember glimpses of them. Cause I was like coming to a little bit, like walking down the stairs with me. Cause the class was upstairs at the rec center. And then they put me in an ambulance and I remember like little bits of pieces of that ride. And then I was at the hospital and You know, they did all these scans on my heart and like EKG stuff. And, you know, they're like confirming that it was a a seizure. And I'd never had one before. I'd never like had epilepsy in my past. Um, And it was just this like whole experience that was new and really, really scary. Because like I said, I was all alone at this time of my life and did not have a solid relationship with my parents either at this time. And really, like, I also, like, didn't let people in either at this time. So luckily, um, my best friend came and picked me up, and I got to hang out with her for a bit. And she was really there for me during that time, which was so awesome. 
Uh, she's like an angel. <laughs> if you're listening, Kirsten, I fucking love you and appreciate you for being there for me at that time of my life. Like you counseled me and was just like true angel to me. So anyways, I have this episode. I have this seizure and the next thing in like my my realm at that time was to book an appointment with like a seizure doc, like somebody who studies the brain, who knows everything there is to know about the subject, you know, went to school for it. And so I made an appointment to see my doctor. Um, well, it wasn't my doctor, this doctor to like figure out what the hell was going on. So after meeting with him and explaining all of the things that happened to me, he set me up with like a sleep study. And what that is, is you go in to the clinic and they put like electrode things all over your head and you go to sleep and they study your brain activity and then they like flash a shit ton of lights at you uh, to see how you react. So after that test, I got my results and he's like, like you don't have epilepsy. He just is like, you don't have epilepsy. And I'm like, okay, well, what's happening to me? And he's like, I don't know. And that was the end of that. So I didn't really know where to go from there. Um, I just had to slowly figure out to do my own research, honestly. I didn't have health insurance at the time. Um, I lost that when I got divorced. So I just was paying out of pocket. Like that ambulance ride was so fucking expensive. Seriously. Um, so then I have this fear moving forward that I could have an episode at any time that I can't afford to pay for my ambulance and that I was all alone. So that was kind of like the story I was in and it was really fucking scary. Um, but I was determined to get to the bottom of it. In the meantime, I would have episodes and I would just like try to lay down, right? So to avoid like having um, a further injury, like me falling or like, I don't know, falling down the stairs or drowning in a bathtub, um, luckily I would have this like metallic taste and blurred vision would kind of come on before an episode. But after an episode, I was completely wiped out. Like my whole body felt like it got hit by a fucking train and I would have like a screaming headache And it would take me a little bit to come to, and I usually bite my tongue. So I'd have like injuries, like my brain hurt and my tongue hurt and my body hurt. Um, So then I have this layer of fear that it could come on when I'm at the grocery store or at the gym again or anytime, any place. Like um, I did pick up a job designing like flower arrangements for grocery stores during COVID, which I was so lucky and grateful to have since work slowed down so much. Um, but I was like worried I have it then. So I have this like fear on top of this thing that was happening to me. And I eventually figured out that I had psychogenic non-epileptic seizures through Facebook. (laughs) There is a group, there's like a support group on there. And, uh, it's kind of like a, a sickness that is finally like coming to light Like there are specialists in certain like big name hospitals throughout the country and somebody had written a book about it, like some doctor had. So I ordered the book and read it and I felt pretty confident that this is what I was suffering from. 
Uh, it was really cool to like be in this group and people supporting each other and seeing what worked for everybody. Um, a lot of people got on medication. So a lot of people got an epilepsy medication. Uh, that doc that I had seen offered that to me as well. But the side effects are really gnarly and you can't drive until you get your medication right. And like me being alone, right? I had this storyline for myself that I was all alone and it was really scary. And so it was like in my head, I was like, I can't, I can't get on medication. I can't not drive. Like I have to be able-bodied. So fast forward to two years later. So I just kind of suffered with this PNES for two years And as I was healing myself, going on this journey, like finding alternatives to, um, like I go to Reiki, I started like dipping my toes in these like energy type healings and learning about the importance of like chakras. And we have these energy bodies within us that need healing just as like our physical body does. And as I went down those rabbit holes, I kind of started to discover uh, like people using psychedelics to heal using psychedelics to heal deep traumas, using psychedelics to have like a fresh snowfall over their brain because you kind of like have these patterns. Uh, Your brain's going to be shooting like electricity throughout it, right? And it's always going to choose the fastest, easiest route. Like, um, Like think of like fresh snow and like a crazy snowy day and you have to walk to your car through like knee deep snow um, to get something out of it and then walk back to your house. Well, I can guarantee you, you're probably going to be stepping in those footprints on the way back because it's easier. Like, why would you step in fresh snow again? Like just do it the one time and then walk back in those same footprints. Well, that's how your brain works too. So I was doing research and figuring out like, oh, okay, well, when psychedelics are used, Uh, in the right way, in the right environment, with the right intention. Um, It's like a fresh snowfall so that you can create like new like neural pathways. So it's kind of like healing your brain essentially, which is so fantastic, especially since these compounds come from mother nature, you know, mother earth. So I start dabbling in mushrooms, psilocybin, and Uh, really just beginning to like open my mind up to this possibility that this could help me. And there was a few people in the Facebook group that they were mentioning psychedelics and they're saying like, okay, if you heal your inner trauma, then you can eliminate these things inside of you that trigger your episode. And so I'm like, hell, I will do anything to stop these. Literally, I would like, I would, I don't know, do anything. (laughs) They were so terrible. So uh, growing up, drugs are bad. You know, we had those drug programs in school, say no to drugs. I also grew up really religious and it was just like, no drugs, no drugs, no drugs. And uh, I just let my intuition guide me, honestly. So I start doing like sits with psilocybin. And it was really powerful, Um, but I felt drawn to go deeper. I felt like 
I needed to go really, really deep to heal some things. Even though I couldn't pinpoint the things I needed to like heal or conquer within me. Like I said, I had been going to therapy for a year. I felt like I was in a really good place, but something in my heart was like, you need to go deeper. So knowing I needed to go deeper, the universe like heard me and like the path to get to that place just opened up. Like I got connected with this new group of people. I just could connect and like life literally led me to my most impactful spiritual plant medicine psychedelic experience. And it was like the best thing that has ever happened to me. So then it was time to like schedule this trip, schedule this sit. Um, I did two nights with ayahuasca uh, through two shamans who had like so much experience and they were such beautiful healers. Um, If you want to dive into like the precautions with Aya, like DM me or message me. Um, It's really important to go to a credible source This is a gnarly, gnarly psychedelic. Like you have to be specialized and have like 10 plus years of experience to administer it or at least should. Uh, There are people out there who are not qualified and they are offering this service of healing to people. And that's when it's really, really dangerous. So if you are being called to it, if you feel like this could help you, just please do your due diligence and know where to go, where to travel for it, and like what facilities are actually credible and safe. Uh, so that's like your little warning disclaimer. Uh, but anyways, I went on this healing journey, and it was so beautiful, honestly. Um, I went in it with just an open heart with no expectations, just feeling in my soul that I needed to go. And it was like the most magical thing and the hardest thing I've ever been through. Um, I didn't know what was going to be presented to me. I just trusted. And there were some things inside of me that needed a lot of attention that I was holding on to. And essentially, um, my like trauma cup or emotional cup It would just fill up, fill up, fill up. And then when it would just overflow and then that's when I would have a seizure episode. It's like I held on to all these little things and I wasn't releasing things. And a lot of shit from my past was just trapped inside of my body and I wasn't allowing myself this space to fully release it. And this medicine helped me get really, really, really deep. And I was guided by these beautiful angels that really helped me be strong. You know, and one of the nights I was calling out for them to help me. And um, it was so amazing. Like these two women, uh, they just care so much and they want to just help the world heal themselves because then the world can be healed, right? It starts with us individually. And a lot of demons from my past came up. And one of the biggest ones, which I thought I had healed because I feel like <laughs> the healing's endless, right? It came up for me and it was about an eating disorder that I had in high school and college. 
And even though I wasn't participating in those behaviors anymore, the trauma from it all, from those years and years of not allowing myself to eat, I would literally like cap my calories at 90 calories a day. It was crazy. And I would purge after every meal I was forced to eat. So like if we ate as a family or something like that, I would like sneak away and purge. And that was my life for a long time. And it consumed my whole world. Like I remember sitting in class just being like, I'm hungry, I'm hungry, I'm so hungry, I'm so hungry. And I would like sleep a lot. I'd take naps because when I was unconscious, I wasn't feeling the hunger. And I didn't realize that it was such like a deep rooted demon within me. And it was just this dark thing that I was carrying. And in my sit, in my journey, um, it's like my body was totally healed of it. I remember a lot of people purge, like throw up in their journey. It's a normal thing. It's like you're going to release what no longer serves you. And I didn't physically throw up, but I could feel, since I forced myself to throw up for so long, I could feel my body like healing that whole process. Like I had, I wanted to throw up, but it was like, no, we're going to reset this whole natural process that's here to serve you. Like I abused it you know, for so long. And now my body's like, no, we want this back in our life, but in like the life saving way. Like if I eat something poisonous and my body tries to get rid of it kind of a thing, I like got that back into my life. Um, and then uh, (laughs) this is so magical. Um, I felt love for myself for the first time. I was kind of like propped up on pillows and I was hugging myself And I was like, oh, hi, Alexa, it's so nice to meet you. And I was like, hi, uterus, it's so nice to meet you, I love you. Hi, bone marrow, it's so nice to meet you, I love you. Like, I just went through all these body parts because my past self-language was hatred. And I never felt fully connected to myself because I dismissed my body for so long because I hated things about me. I was never good enough. I was never skinny enough. I was never, never good enough. So I kind of was living life disconnected from my own body. And I met myself that night. And then I'll just share um, a third experience from it. I had so many. (laughs) And the third was Aya led me through my seizure episodes. I didn't have a seizure that night. Don't think that I had a seizure. But like the metallic taste came and then it went and then my head cocked to the side and then it released. And I knew she was reversing those episodes. Um, It has been 10 months since I've had an episode. I've been seizure free for 10 months. And I know that that experience of going really deep within my whole like spirit, soul, body, mind, heart is what healed it. I know that this journey, I know that psychedelics have completely saved my life and healed my life. Um, It is magical. Like when people reference uh, like psilocybin, magic mushrooms, like it is real. (laughs) 
it's magical. Um, it's, it's this beautiful resource that we have on this earth. And yes, it's taboo. And yes, it has a bad reputation. And if you don't understand drugs, <laughs> if you don't understand psychedelics, like you're, you're missing out. Not all drugs are bad. And I will fully say, like, pharmaceutical drugs, some of them are really fucking bad. And, you know, it just depends on how you're using it and what it is. Um, I would not recommend meth or heroin. Obviously, I think those will ruin anybody's life. Um, I also don't recommend some medications that are out on the market. They're killing people and destroying their bodies. Um, but I just am sharing this because it's such a powerful experience that I've been through. It's such a, it's just, it's, it's magic. It's amazing. It has been so amazing for me. And then um, through this community, I met a woman who literally cured her own cancer with psychedelic medicine. And I know another woman who um, she's getting her doctorate in Qigong. And she is healing people's cancer through raising their energetic vibration higher than the cancer's energetic vibration, and it dissipates. There's even a man who loved his brain tumor to disappear. Now, as I'm sharing all of this, you might think it's witchcraft or voodoo or whatever, hocus pocus, um, but I'm sharing my story. I'm just showing up and using this platform to share this miracle that's happened to me so that maybe you know someone that could benefit from any of these practices or just opening your world up to another way of healing, a natural way of healing, or you yourself could be more curious about these things. They're available to you. There's Netflix documentaries, How to Change Your Mind's a really great one. Um, it's based off of Michael Pollan's book that he read. The book is like pretty, uh, it's huge <laughs> and it's pretty um, like informative and I don't know, it's like to me kind of like a medical textbook. Um, so it's way, uh, way cool that they made a documentary because it's just, it can be received by a lot more people and watched within, like, I don't remember how long it is, but it's quick, right? So definitely look into that if you're curious. There's also another one called Fantastic Fungi on Netflix that's really fantastic. <laughs> it just kind of, like, could be a good uh, first step to learn more if this interests you. Um, and then I'm a resource for you as well. Like, I'm so passionate about this topic because I see all these people healing their ailments instead of just putting a Band-Aid on them. Um, yeah, so that's me opening up to my podcast friend and family group. Uh, I love you guys, and thank you for just being here and listening and connecting with me. Um, I know that this wasn't flower-related today, but um, I just had to share, so... All right, you guys, I will catch you next time, and I uh, hope you have a good rest of your day. Bye.